History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome back to the <laughs> to the Answer San Diego special you election coverage hey, you didn't t- right here. You, you Ed Martin, hey, me, how you, you doing? T- um, you Andrea's taking a well-needed break You didn't tell me that right we now. were live. My God, no, We're live, uh, but you know, you've got to be nourished throughout this broadcast, too. Well, anyway, all right. Welcome back, everybody. It's Ed Martin with Andrea K. Andrea K. Show, of course. Special recall election night coverage. It's kind of our tradition, Andrea K. And I we get together mm-hmm. on these election nights and go mm-hmm. through it, break things down. Uh, last hour, if you missed it, we got an update from down at the Registrar of Voters uh, from Rich Ryle, and uh, we'll get another, another one, one from him. This hour, yeah, we'll check in with him. And, uh, you know, w- what we're seeing now, we're probably this hour, we will start to hear and have some, you know, have some expertise on exactly what the numbers look like in terms of turnout. You know, we're not going to get results. We'll get some results later tonight, but you'll start to get a read on the turnout. And I, as I warned last hour, my experience, you know, and years ago, I was the chairman of the election board in St. Louis. So I was on that end of the, you know, counting the votes, but also uh, for a couple of years, I was chairman of the Missouri Republican Party and had to lead the party in three or four elections uh, during a two and a two and a half year period. And my caution now is a recall election is a little bit like a special election. Back in the day, we'd have a special election for a vacancy and things like that when someone passed away or retired or whatever. It, it, these these sort of non-traditional elections are hard to read. Mm-hmm. And I think this recall election, if there's one thing I'd point to, not five weeks ago, the major polling, um, three or four of the major polls were saying it was dead even, dead heat. And and that was an up now four and a half weeks later, it's Gavin Newsom up by fifteen. That sounds like the same polling that had Joe Biden winning by fifteen points and mm-hmm. Republicans losing twenty five seats in the U.S. Congress in the U.S. House and losing four or five seats in the Senate. All of it was a lie. Right. And you know, <laughs> of the many things that are insane, is that in the 2020 election cycle, there was probably $50 million spent on polling, and they were all wrong. Yeah. And yeah. no one goes back and says, what were they doing? Because my opinion is the polls were being used as a tool to try to condition the voters that Biden was a winner and Trump was a loser, and, and the Republicans were losers. And if you don't think it matters that over the last weeks of an election, you hear over and over again, one guy's winning, one right. gal's winning, one team is winning, it has an effect. People are naturally drawn towards winners. Right. Well, That's just and- a natural thing. So, well, well, so I, 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 go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, excuse me for interrupting. It, 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 it's, and because they're, they're, it, it's also about uh, in, enthusiasm. When it comes to special right. elections, it, it turnout, it's about turnout. It's right. about enthusiasm. If they can convince you there's no reason to bother to go to the polls for you Republicans with um, bad polling numbers, they're going to suppress the vote, but they're going to suppress the enthusiasm. And what was going on with the polling out here at, for California is they were, they were, um, 
they were modeling turnout of upwards of 90%, which has never happened in the history of any election in this country. Andrea, do you still think that's right. the case, though, that, that that's going to work on people? Because there was a lot of people that were really just frustrated across the board, and they're like, they're going to do whatever it takes to make sure their voice is heard, and Newsom is gone. I do think that there are some people that that works on. They they believe it, because they, they it gets the, the mainstream media yeah. beats the drum on it, and the average, right. the average American isn't as, as focused and isn't as aware and informed when it comes to all this kind of stuff because they're so busy, particularly conservatives, and actually working and trying to raise a family and go to church and be you know active, and so they're not as in on it. We've got a caller, Ed Martin, we want to go to. He says he's actually got some results. It's Mark Anthony. He's on the line. Hello, Mark. Hello. Uh, I've gotten some uh, results for you. Out of 68% of the total in San Diego County, the registrar is voting 606 to the no's and 39.4% to the yeses. Well, that looks like what uh, CNN is is putting up there uh, across the state of California. But as Ed Martin and Tom DeBacaro said earlier on the show, that that includes all the mail-in ballots that you know were were sent in, and you it's know to be expected to be expected because the early voting and the, including the mail-in is gonna is gonna tip towards Democrat. Rich Ryle will be calling in a little bit from San Diego County Re- Registrar of Voters. Um, it's not going to be that kind of a landslide. But thank you for calling in, Mark. What was your experience, Mark? How did you vote? Oh, I voted yes. Did you vote in person? Did you vote mail-in? In person. Any issues at the polls? Uh, you know, we had a brief discussion of what was happening that day, and you can tell that the poll workers uh, uh, were interested in what I was doing. They didn't necessarily try to talk me out of it because they know they know of me, they know me, and they they rather not get into a conversation uh, with me about uh, how I'm going to vote. Okay. Well, thank you for calling in, and thank you for voting. Uh, because we, we need we need more people to come out. I mean, you know, we you know, I, I still think Ed Martin and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I was telling Skins recently, I think that the most important election we had was 2012. And had we had more Christians come out and vote in 2012, hold their nose um, like I did over Mitt Romney, a lot of the damage that we're dealing with now was as a result of, of Barack Obama getting a second term. Christians and conservatives need to stop just complaining and actually start doing something. And here was an opportunity to stay at home and not vote was to vote yes for these continued communist ins- insane policies that we've got going on here in the state of California and beyond. Yeah, and, and, uh, and I, I agree with you. I agree with you, and I think one of the one of the possible fruits of this difficult time, where we see an overreach at every level, federal and state, and even local, uh, is that I think more uh, organization is happening, as you describe, of conservatives, of Christians saying, "Hey, we've got to run people for school board, but we've also got to get out and vote." Again, my concern tonight is watching these results come in. Um, I I do think that the polls, you know, back up back a little bit in our conversation when uh, the DJ Potato Hats jumped in the the. Uh, the, the effect of the polls, the effect of the drumbeat, it does work on mo- many people. It's yeah. not us. I mean, we we live this stuff. We talk about it all the time. Normal voters, they start to hear, oh, well, Newsom's fine, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will point out, one thing you don't want is you don't want your base to be complacent. So 10 days ago when they started saying Newsom's up by 15, I thought, well, am I going to really push out and work hard in the inner cities if I'm a Democrat activist? So a lot of this thing cuts both ways. And again, we won't really know. What we'll know, how we'll know what's up is the turnout 
if it's really a high turnout, which is what people are saying, I think that starts to go against the recall. Uh, I think the recall may fail because it will mean that the Democrats in a blue state were able to get their people out. So again, we'll see. That was interesting to hear those results. As yeah. you mentioned, some of the, some of the big uh, networks are starting to have some data, a few million votes in. Those are the early votes. And so, uh, Tom Delbacara had it right. You're going to see numbers that are higher for the mail-in, uh, Democrats for the early part of the night. And it'll be interesting to see where it's at at the end of the night, because I think at that point, you're going to see it pretty much neck and neck, no matter which way it happens to lean. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Mark, thank you for calling in. Um, One of the things I want to explore after we take a break, Ed Martin, and I think my friend Brian Maloney from Red Wave America, who's run on on a lot of campaigns, he was very active and down in Georgia on the um, runoff election in January. I I want to talk about what it means for us here in California and the nation, if he survives this recall, a lot of people are saying that's going to be good for us. It's got it. Like Tom Dell was saying, it's about, you know, beating him down. He's been softened. It's going to pave the way uh, for the next election. I'm not sure I agree with that. And um, I, I'm with you. Yeah. Andrew, and I don't I, agree with it. Yeah. So we're going to take a break. We come back. Um, we're going to, we're going to talk about what, what's likely to happen in the state of California nationally. If, if Newsom survives. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show and our actually our live special election coverage of the California recall. So that means anytime we got election night coverage, it's my, my buddy Ed Martin from Pro-America Report, and he's also the head of uh, Phyllis Schlafly's Eagles, who's um, my sidekick tonight. A uh, little bit of of uh, reporting, as we've said before the break, is expected that uh, the numbers are high for in Gavin Newsom's favor right now because of the the upfront uh, votes are heavy Democrat. Um, there is some exit polls we're going to get to in a minute. But before we go further, I want to bring in my buddy Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. Hello, my dear. Hey, great to be with you on this amazing night. It is an amazing night. And while you don't live in California, you've been in radio for more decades than I think you want to tell people because it will age you. You even, <laughs> knew, the, you even knew the great Rush Limbaugh, worked with him. Um, you're very active, of course, in campaigns across the country. You were even boots on the ground in Georgia for that special election there. Um <sighs> Your thought, I, one of the things I want to talk to you and Ed Martin about is what happens if Gavin Newsom survives? What does it mean from a policy standpoint? But before we get into that, just your thoughts as an, a campaign election and media expert on today's events. Well, I'll tell you, so a few things here. I think the fact that the people made Gavin Newsom and Democrats campaign and spend money and hold their feet to the fire and made them go through this process that they resent so greatly and are going to make every effort to make sure there's never a recall election again Mm -hmm. in California that affects Democrats. They're going to change every law they can uh, is a great thing that people are at least fighting back. You know, the odds will always be long in California because of what's happened. So I mean, the changes that have occurred, occurred since I was a kid and we were electing Republicans in California on a regular basis. And it just seems like that was so long ago. And I guess it was. But uh, the bottom line here is, you know, the left is already cheering because they're seeing those early numbers come in. That, of course, those are mail in ballots. Those absolutely favor the Democrats. And I don't think any of us have really been expecting over the last week or two seeing those polls, you know, some kind of huge 
shock reverse outcome that knocks Gavin out. But what I would say here is that you have, you know, you've had polls showing Newsom up by 20 points one after another and watching those things roll in uh, one after another. If this turns out to be closer and Gavin squeaks by with 5% or, or less or even, you know, even single digits, it completely, I think, obliterates once again the credibility of pollsters. And we're going to have to keep that in mind going into next year's election and the next presidential election that these that we can completely ignore polls. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. if it turns out to be that this is is uh, accurate and it's a 20 point blowout or whatever, then fine. They they live on another day. But, you know, so I think a lot of lessons to be taken from whatever happens tonight. You know, people gave him, you know, made him made him fight for this, made him right. waste money. Well, well, Ed Ed Martin, one of the things that Brian Maloney and I talk about pretty much on a weekly basis is the Republican Party and how they failed us. And the Republican Party, even though Larry Elder, who looks like so far is at 41 percent of of uh, for those that, uh, you know, at first it was yes or no. And if you voted yes, who would you want to replace uh, Gavin Newsom? Larry Elder at 41 percent of the 46 candidates. The Republican Party refused to endorse him. The excuse was is right. that we didn't want anybody who was fans of Kevin Faulkner to stay at home because the Republican Party endorsed somebody else, which I, I, I don't agree with. The Republican Party ran no ads. The Republican Party did not do anything, in my opinion, to really help push the yes. Um, did you guys see it right. any differently? Well, I mean, let me, let me make one observation. Uh, you know, at this point, the Republican Party and in some sense, the Democrat Party, um, although the Democrats, I can't speak as authoritatively, but the Republican Party, it, it has become... Uh, even less useful. I was going to say it is useless, but even less useful than ever. I mean, if you think about how Trump won in 2016, he won without the party. In 2020, if he lost, you know, he lost without the party. I mean, the the party structure has been uh, anemic for a long time. And what Trump did was expose it. And again, expose it in California. That's what I was saying earlier. If I gave you a scenario where you had an opponent, a Democrat opponent in a recall spending $100 million, and you had a chance with an opponent, with a a good candidate to do something to build uh, a, a grassroots effort, because when they say we're not going to endorse, what they really mean is we're not going to work. Mm-hmm. We're not going to spend yeah. the money. We don't yeah. have the money to do the ground game. So when you know, again, one of the things people don't understand about, for example, the NRA having such a tough time right now under all this uh, legal cloud, NRA was good for one thing in my mind. I don't know their policy successes. I know they were really good at voter turnout. They found their people and they hit them with seven to ten pieces of mail and phone calls. And that has an impact on an election. So in this case, the Republican Party should have been leading on getting out the vote. And instead, they were standing around taking a national interviews talking about how California was coming back. Well, that's not how you win elections. That's mm-hmm. not how you fight the fight. And I think people feel that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think that makes so much sense. And the question I've been asking on social media for days now is, you know, if not this battle, if, if <laughs> yeah. taking down Gavin Newsom wasn't a worthwhile cause to the Republican Party, then what cause is worthwhile to the GOP, uh, and what? Why does the party still exist? Why does the Republican Party still exist? What is its purpose? Um, if it's just to rubber stamp everything Democrats are doing, then why are we involved with it? You know, people said, "Well, we can't have a third party because it splits the vote or whatever." 
But why am I compelled to stick around and watch these people squander what could be incredible election gains over the next two cycles? Why should I sit well, around and, and also, I'll go, I'll, 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 And I'll go one further uh, on that. And Andrew started to allude to this. I actually think uh, Newsom comes out of this stronger. He survives it. His name ID is higher. He's going to be a national figure again. And I'll tell you what, the Democrats have shown they don't care about their people. They care about winning. Power. And I can tell you that Gavin Newsom is a telegenic, charismatic guy. You can drag his wife out and she sounds like she's not a nice person, but he's got handsome kids. They'll package that guy up in six or eight years and he'll be running across America. He'll look like, remember, Joe Biden was run to try to soften a lot of the voters in places that were, you know, that, that didn't, you know, that they weren't going to vote. They wanted to vote for the, oh, that's old Joe, you know, that Gavin Newsom becomes a leading national. He's the opposite of Cuomo. Cuomo hit the storm and was knocked off the stage. If Gavin Newsom hits the storm and weathers it, he's tougher than before. And I think he's a national uh, a candidate in the next six or eight years, guaranteed. Well, well I, I I have to give a little caveat to there, though. And then, Brian, I want you to respond. I think it depends on how ham-handed he is after this. If he goes full on, uh, of course, well, let me start by saying, if he goes full on doubling down, uh, I survived, and now I'm full on vaccine passports everywhere. You can't go into a grocery store without a mask and a vaccine passport. And he goes he goes that far. Um, it, then, then it might look differently down the road for him. But then, of course, that would depend on whether or not we had a Republican Party that was actually capable of running against him. We, they, you know, squander is the right word. We had this man was on the ropes, and we had the most perfect candidate to replace him. A, a the, would would have been the first black governor. Who, who actually is just, like you said earlier in the show, Ed Martin, this man is just, he's just, he's, he's like Trump in the fact that he reaches across, he, he's, he's almost, the labels don't matter to him. The labels don't attach to him. He's about ideas. He's not about, he's not about a party. Right. And, and if you, and if not now, like Brian said, when? So it, I think you're right. Both of you guys are right that, you know, if he survives this, I think it's going to be how it depends on how much he punishes the state, but he's going to get worse. And then he's just, and then he's going to take that. And so was the rest of the nation. Well, and I think I would go one further uh, and even say that they may be looking at Gavin for the next presidential election because they have an inherent problem with Harris, and that is she's unlikable. Uh, she's mm, terrible right. on the campaign trail. This is already proven, yeah. uh, and she isn't going to get any better, and her stature as vice president is, is just not there. Her presence isn't there. Nothing's going well here. So they could pull him out uh, for this. So. You know, the bottom yep. line is what we know about Gavin is he was a created he's like a bot, basically, yeah. um, you know, created by billionaires groomed to be a candidate. He really isn't even human. And we've known this. This has all <laughs> been exposed. Yeah. You know, I mean, this has been extensively even in the L.A. Times. I mean, yeah. we know this about him. And the purpose of the creation of Gavin Newsom from day one was to have him become president of the United States, not governor of California. That was just a step on the way. Yes. Uh, and, and this has been something that they started plotting, you know, the, the Gettys and all the rest of them. Uh, and and his, excuse me, and his, his aunt Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, yeah. They started planning this, plotting this 30 years ago when he was a supervisor and, 
uh, county supervisor in San Francisco. You know, every mm-hmm. one of these, uh, you know, it's been a step up, step up, step up to get their guy in power. It is like the Manchurian candidate or something. It's, it's really scary. It's true. Uh, and every step of the way, we've tried to stop him, but he has that, as you said, that presence. The problem is, though, at the end of the day, people really, it's not that people really like Gavin, though, or can relate to Gavin as a person because he doesn't come across as personable. Um, but, you know, the, the bottom line is in blue states, not just California, but when you see a blue state and you wonder why it's so lopsided for one party, it's not necessarily that the people have turned blue. It's that in every case, the GOP has given up on that state and doesn't even bother anymore. Right. It becomes a one party state because nobody's trying anymore. Uh, and they win by default because we don't even have people on the ballot anymore. Right. Well, yeah. In fact, that happened in Virginia a couple of cycles ago. Um, before mm-hmm. we, yeah. yeah. Before we go to break, Skins, you had a, you had something you wanted to talk about in terms of GOP support for the yeah recall. something that I think it w- w- was very just it really eluded me. Maybe you guys, Ed and Brian, can chime in on this. But you see everybody going to bat for Gavin. You know, the the president of the United States, Joe Forgetful, comes out here. Uh, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Elder was a staunch Trump supporter. And especially if Trump is trying to get on the 24 ticket, my question to you guys is where was Donald Trump if not endorsing Elder, at least saying, you know what? Vote yes on the recall. And look, Larry Elder is running to try and save this state. Give him a look. But he was nowhere to be found on the issue. I, I don't think I don't think Elder wanted him. I mean, I, and I'm not I'm not sure of that, but I would if my read would be, you know, you you all the Trump people were coming against Newsom. I think so. I that's my read on it, and I think, um, but uh, it's a fair enough point. Um, you know, if you notice down the stretch, Biden was trying to tie Elder and everybody to Trump to try again to turn out the vote. Um, but it's a little bit of a trick box, I will say. You got to get MAGA on your side, but uh, yeah, you, you do. don't want to get uh, soccer moms too unhappy. So it's a problem. Well, that's true, and he kind of, and that's and, and and I think you're right that that's that he didn't want him here, and I think that uh, and he also had some consultants around him that pushed him to go anti MAGA, yeah. and that's why he badly answered a question about whether or not Biden won fairly and squarely, and he that's said right. yes, and that was that was a bad mistake. He was able to recover. He was able to recover from it because of how bad Mussolini is, um, but it just kind of showed a little bit about what Ed was talking about because Ed's also worked in campaigns <clears throat> as well as Brian uh, that these these the consultants. Consultancy class of which Larry Elder hired, which are longtime Republican establishment people here from the state of California, are typical establishment. They and they're so they're um, they had his campaign be focused on all basic economic stuff. He stayed away from the cultural issues, which are really the issues that are killing Those us are and, 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 and have killed the state. Right. Um, final right, thoughts, right. Brian Maloney. Yeah, no, I think the bottom line is we see every time they get suckered by the same consultants, the same GOP operatives. And the question I would have is, when was the last time any of those people won an election? You know, why, why are any of those people worth a dime? And how does every candidate get suckered by the same people over and over? We've got to stop making these basic mistakes. Well, yeah, the, uh, he, the, who, who he hired, either his first campaign manager and then he had a shakeup over the summer, was the person who ran... Carly Fiorina's campaign. Oh, great. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Brian Maloney, wow. thank you for being here and always and sure. every week on the Andrew K Show. Appreciate you. Uh, he's with Red Wave America and Media Equalizer. Thanks so much. 
Um, I, before we go to break, I think we've got uh, more of an update from Rich Ryle, who's uh, with us tonight from the San Diego Registrar of Voters. What's happening, Rich? All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm here down live at the historic moment of history when we send the governor packing. And I got to tell you that based on talking to the people that are here, people are walking. We're in the free speech zone here uh, playing KCBQ radio. We have people coming up and uh, everybody who's come by our booth and comes through the free speech area. They're all voting. Yes. The people that are voting. No, we haven't run into them. We were hoping to get someone we could get on the radio here and and talk about why they want to vote. No, but the excitement, you can feel the excitement. Channel eight's down here. Channel 10's down here. And we all, you know, I get the feeling that all of these people that are here are voting yes. I don't see any, you know, you. I even thought that you could figure out who was going to vote no because they were wearing masks. But as people walked by wearing masks, figuring they're going to be a no vote, I said, did you vote no? And they said, no, no, we're voting yes. San Diegans coming out and doing their duty. It's, it's a great feeling to be down here. The vibe and the employees, all the employees that I'm talking to down here at the registrar voters, great people. I deal with Marilyn and I've, I've talked to the interim registrar, Cynthia Paws, and they're all happy about the way things are going. And they're, but they're, they're, they're dedicated to making sure it's honest. And in fact, we even have people out here, if you want to be an observer, they're set up right now to do the observation. You as a human being, as a a citizen, are invited to watch the process and watch the employees count it. So that's why I really believe that we are are witnessing, and I'm waiting for the results because I'm pretty sure it's going to be 30. If he gets 38%, I will be impressed. I'll talk to you in the next hour, and by that time, we will have the results. We'll have the first results down here, and I will broadcast them immediately to you guys, so you'll know, just like the rest of the world will know. But I will not get them off the Internet. I will get them hot off the hands of the employees. They're going to call me when they're ready, and I'm going to go up there and get them. All right. Well, sounds good, Rich. Keep us posted. Okay, we're going to take a break. we come back, we're going to continue the conversation. And one of the things we're going to ask is, what happened to Caitlyn Jenner? Here, we've got that uh, to talk about and more, so stay tuned. We would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. We're live until 11 p.m. Pacific time tonight. It's Andrea Kay and Ed Martin. Stay tuned. Get more from the Andrea Kay Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Uh, hashtag special election recall uh, election for California. I- I'm like stuttering right now because I'm looking up at Martin <laughs> and I'm seeing yeah. that CNN projection that Newsom defeats the recall when they haven't even gotten any of the t- today's counts in. We've also got Business Insider headline from nine minutes ago. California governor survives the recall election. Um, we, you know, we know from the San Diego County Registrar of Voters, they haven't even tabulated today's results. That's not how these recall elections yeah. work. That, that's just bad reporting. Well, uh, you know, I, what they're trying to do here. Well, you, t- you tell everybody what you think they're trying to do here by calling this at this point. Well, look, I mean, there's a couple of things. One, they're trying to get control of the narrative. They're betting that it's going that way and they want to make it an early night. Because, again, we were talking uh, in the last uh, a few segments, 
Gavin Newsom's a national figure today. If he wins uh, tonight, if he holds this off, he has lots of earned media, lots of attention, lots of name ID. So that's one thing they're doing. The other thing is they're trying to also, you've even seen the seeds of it. They're trying to also say, you're not allowed to ask questions about it. You're not allowed. That's a big lie again. Oh, here we go with the big lie. CNN's got a piece, a lengthy piece about how Donald Trump has already laid out how to claim that it was fraudulent. You're not allowed to ask. The one thing you're not allowed to do is ask, how exactly did we go from a poll a month ago that had uh, elder tied, you know, elder winning, uh, excuse me, elder winning, but the, the recall winning, the recall being successful, and then elder winning down now to him up by 15, Newsom winning. So they're, they're setting this up to drive the agenda. I, on my show, Andrew, I often talk about the narrative machine. Mm-hmm. The narrative machine is big tech big media and big government. And they work, they come up with a narrative and then they force it onto the American people with big tech using all the neuroscience, big media using all the brainwashing and big government using all the enforcement. There's January 6th, there's guys sitting in jail still and, 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 and mm-hmm. uh, political prisoners in my mind. And the, altogether, the narrative machine is gearing up to say this is what you have to believe. It's an extraordinary thing to see, and I think we just have to fight through it now and see if we can catch a break. But uh, uh, the narrative machine is hard to beat. Well, it is, and one of the reasons why. This is, this is the phenomenon. This is why Fox News called Arizona early. It's because people have already voted, right? right? So this isn't about suppressing the vote. Unless there's people in line, if you're in line by eight o'clock, you still get to vote. So it's it's possible that people are still in line and haven't had a chance to they vote. They see yet. this, they gonna, get discouraged. They see this and they get discouraged. But what it's mainly about, in in my opinion, is calling it early like this. Is then if um, if there's any reports down the road, they know that Larry Elder has a fraud uh, um, uh, office set up, a website for it. Yeah. We know that there were reports of fraud today. This is basically to get it ingrained in the minds of the people that Newsom won, and therefore, if anybody quite like you said, if anybody quite questions the outcome, then you're just sore losers. And this this way that, you know, we know, I don't know if you heard that there was a felon who was found in Torrance, some meth head, you know, felon who committed all kinds of crimes with a bag full of hundreds of mail-in ballots. So this is by pushing Mm. out this narrative well in in advance, way too soon, then whatever the numbers end up being, um, you know, they're able to, let's say legitimately, because um, I've had Dr. Frank on my show many times. What they can do is if the, if the numbers legitimately come in to where it's close and they right. can know what the gap is and then they can go and fill it with their mail-in ballots. And then because they've declared Newsom the winner in advance, nobody's uh, it's none the wiser, right? Yeah, all these things are on the table. And again, if you, as I've said at the very beginning of this program, Andrea, you know, and, and we've talked about it before. If you have a system in this country which is repeatedly delivering an election system that does not give people confidence, whatever the aspects of it are, right? They, mm-hmm. Some of it is the sloppiness of mail-in ballots. Some of it is the management of ballots. Some of it is ballot harvesting. Some of it is the inability to actually know what the electronic systems are doing. We still can't tell if the elections after 2020, November, almost 10 months ago, you, you would have thought the demand was clear. Hey, we're going to have a recall. Somebody set up the election systems, meaning the computer systems, so we can audit them and know in real time that they're working. That's not happened. No. And so when you do this over and over again, as I said earlier at the beginning of this program, 
This is the greatest threat to the republic to have a system that is so lacking in confidence for the American people. We've never had it been this bad. Even earlier in the program when one of our guests said, oh, well, there was always, you know, back to the earliest time you could have buy a Roman senator or whatever. We haven't had this in modern America like this. It's never been uh, like this, and it should worry everyone. And we're seeing it play out again tonight. Well, I'll ask you both. Well, what if it bites them in the rear? They put out these articles, but, you know, time goes on and the gap is closed and Newsom's recalled, then what do they do? Uh, th- what I'm saying is, is that uh, if they follow the models of 2020, where the reason why they stopped counting in the middle of the night in Georgia was because they knew what the margin was for Trump and they knew what they, how many votes they had to come up with to fill it. So by, by pushing it out, the Gavins won. Now, whatever they have to do behind the scenes, because I absolutely believe that this is happening, whether it's with ballot harvesting, whether it's with what they did with mail-in Same ballots measures. and absentee, they will, they will fill the gap with their fraud. Um, you know, it's real when there was a video today of somebody running a polling center who said 70 percent of the votes in that polling center of the people registered there, the votes had already been cast. Right. And, you know, yeah. and, and then and then the excuse will be, well, it's L.A. So if they're all Democrat, well, that's just goes that just goes to show that that's expected in L.A. And part of the problem that we have here in California that ties into what you're talking about, the narrative machine, Ed Martin, is that um People will also go, you know, I, I was saying back in November, how do we know that Trump actually lost California? The mindset of California is gone and it's a permanent blue state also feeds into this. The, oh, okay, we're just, we're either going to not bother to vote because we don't think we've got a shot because California is overly Democrat thanks to the open borders and, and primarily. Um, so we're not going to bother to show up or we're just going to take for granted. We're just going to accept the results without any question. That's part of the problem. Yes, uh, look, uh, right, and 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 that's what I, that's what that's what I'm I'm underscoring. You know, is the we have a problem, we have a crisis now of voter confidence, and and it doesn't even matter what the truth is. Uh, I mean, it matters, of course, but it doesn't. What matters is how the electorate feels, how our citizens feel about the republic, and it's slipping away because over and over again, again, let me say it again, whatever you think of the accusations after November 3rd, 2020, you, you, men and women of goodwill and good common sense would have thought you would change how you did the election to instill confidence. That didn't happen. We're seeing that now. What we're seeing is, in fact, all of the worst aspects of, 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 of the 2020 election, the things that gave people pause, again, mail-in ballots with huge numbers and, and verification issues and all sorts of problems and then unequal treatment and questions about all that. And, and in nine or 10 months, with one of the largest budgets in the world, for a state especially, largest in the, in the country, California did nothing to change that dynamic. Oh, and, and they so want to federalize this too. Well, yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. And uh, that's right. Exactly. Good point. Very good point. Yeah, that's what they're working on in Washington this week. They're, they're while you're watching, while you're watching Blinken, uh, testify and make a mess of it. And, uh, General Milley, the book says he was treasonous. They're, you're exactly right, DJ Potato Hammer. They, they are putting through a voting law in mm-hmm. the House and Senate to try to do what they're doing in California all across the land. And, and with no opposition from the Republican Party. And here's how I see that playing out before we have to take a break. Uh, the Republican Party will reach across the aisle and they'll negotiate. And even if they do, even if they only uh, the, you know negotiate down to accept two or three of the elements of H.R. 1, we're toast as a nation. Somebody asked me today on Facebook, well, if California doesn't pull this out, you guys are slaves. I said, if election fraud 
is happening in the state of California, then we're already slaves because then then we're then we're showing up and like Venezuela, um, where Hugo Chavez won ninety eight percent of the votes. Right? That's that's you know, and and the and elections are symbolic, and I think we're approaching that level. We got to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue the discussion. Um, However, just be, you know, but you know what, is it, is it really over? You brought up a good point, Skins. You know, just because CNN is calling it doesn't necessarily mean it's over. It's a distraction, and there's also prayer. All right. Well, we're going to, y'all say some prayers on, during the break, and then you come on back with us. 888-344-1170. How do you listen to The Answer, San Diego? Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the final segment for this hour of tonight's special coverage of the California recall election. It's Andrea K. and Ed Martin here. And uh, Ed Martin, um, almost all the media outlets are calling it for Newsom. And immediately yep. um, we're seeing the tweets from, you know, the vultures picking the bones of Elder, the, you know, geniuses, the brain trust um, that, um, you know, on the on the right who half the time, most of the time don't know what they're talking about or criticizing Larry Elder. I will read you one tweet. Jenna Ellis, who's never been accused of being brilliant. Um, at real Kira Davis was 100% right on Newsmax about Larry Elder nationalizing the recall election instead of this being a referendum on Newsom's terrible leadership only. Look, she's probably glad she's never going to be on a panel with me on Newsmax again because I shredded her last time I was, she was on with me. <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence they haven't booked her next to me uh, since. Um, I interviewed Larry Elder. He kept it entirely on Newsom and Newsom's failed leadership here in the state of California. In fact, he was he was asked to weigh in on some national thing that had to to do with Biden and and Trump and he refused to answer it. He said that's it has nothing to do it had to do with Florida. He said that has nothing to do with California. Every interview I heard with him, it was entirely on the issues of California and Newsom's failed leadership. And that's the kind of crap that kills us as conservatives, doesn't it? Well, it does. And look, I, I think it's early. And I think our listeners that are tuned in, we need to get some more information, look a little closer. That's part of what we do. The, the beauty of talk radio and the beauty of what uh, we do is we can dig into it and see a little closer. So I think all that. I do think you're you're going to see, um, uh, a, you know, a post-mortem on everything uh, and people will play the blame game. And, mm-hmm. and, and here's the one thing I would say. Larry Elder, in a very short time, uh, gave a face to the opposition to a Republican Party in California, uh, to the opposition to the Democrat Party, that was extraordinary. You talk about uh, changing the dynamic for what people look up to. You know, a, a up from his bootstraps guy, clearly brilliant, great communicator, unflappable, took the punches. Uh, I, you know, I think that this is a, the value of this. And I, I look forward to having a conversation with Larry about it because I can tell you a campaign is um, a very unique um, experience. Mm-hmm. Y- you become a kind of um, vessel for people who want to communicate their frustration and what they wish could happen. And it's very, very, but on one level, it's intoxicating, but it's very important. And, and Americans, we relate to our politicians, even though we say we hate them, we relate to them in a particular way. I think Larry Elder did an extraordinary job. And by the way, we're going to talk later on about uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, he, she is the one person that uh, I don't think contributed much to this, but the other, there were others in the race uh, that made a, a good point. And uh, look, if there's a nationalizing of the election, of this, of re- 
recall, that was what Newsom was doing with $100 million and with a lot of help from the media. So, uh, But let's sit tight and see in the next hour or so what the numbers are really looking like because big TV, you know, big media has been wrong a lot in the last couple of years. And let's just get a little more information. Well, that's why I'm furious at this Jenna Ellis tweet. You know, how about she, how about somebody bang a gong on her and get her off the stage? OK, where's Chuck Chuck Barris when we need him? You know, who, who are who, <laughs> you know, I mean, this woman was the wrong person that for Trump to hire to be his counsel. OK, um, for all the criticism that uh, I well, we're, we've only got a couple minutes left on this segment. But it's just I, I mean, we, we don't even have votes in San Diego that were cast today counted. And we've got these glory hounds, these people trying to suck the attention for themselves with trying to show their brilliance when they don't even know what, what the heck they're talking about um no wonder her show got canceled on rav um yeah it's way too it's way too soon and you know what at least at least let the final numbers come in right and and see what it is um before and before we have conservatives coronating newsom at this stage yeah the numbers might be right but you gotta let them come out Exactly. I mean, what kind of conser- conservative are you when you're already when you're pulling a Fox News and you're calling it too early before votes have, have even been counted and no recognition? You're going to do you're going to do an autopsy on Larry Elder without even discussing the fraud. And and, you know, and, and as conservatives, we we need to be saying we need to be stopping all the methods of fraud and pushing against the early voting and same day registration and motor voter in California. Oh, by the way, has anybody talked about that when the Department of Motor Vehicles acknowledged uh, two years ago that over 300,000 illegals had registered to vote uh, through the DMV. Anybody talked about right. that? Bueller, Bueller. Final thoughts, Ed Martin. <laughs> Final thoughts on this hour. No, no. I, look, I think we're going towards the top of the hour. I think we need to be a little patient, see what these numbers look like and uh, and watch what happens. You know, right now I'm looking at, uh, I think it's CNN, somewhere around uh, uh, eight, eight million votes have been counted. That is exactly what Tom, uh, the, what's Tom? Tom Del Del Sorry, Tom. Tom Dell. Yeah, last hour uh, told us. It's early. It's going to look bad. Let's see what happens in the next hour. All righty. And we'll be here. Come on back. Yeah. <laughs>